Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper, and with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. Chris, before we get into camp and the big story being injuries, I think, right now, um, just want to talk about the new additions to the Giants Ring of Honor. Uh, hmm. Some guys, Chris, who I would have bet were already in, I, I was a little surprised that two of them weren't. Um, if if, if, you, if somebody asked me, are they in the Ring of Honor, I just would have said they weren't. Um, right. So, you know, three running backs, Otis Anderson, Rodney Hampton, and Morris, Joe Morris. The first two I would have sworn were in already. Uh, defensive end Leonard Marshall, who, look, we, we had him and we had Otis on the podcast, and we asked Marshall about being in. Um, glad to see that get done. Yeah. Um, two men who passed away. Uh, Jimmy Patton, who was a hell of a safety from what my father used to talk about, and Kyle wrote another guy, actually, I would have said, oh, yeah, he's in the Ring of Honor. Um, if my dad was alive, he would say, well, it's about time those two got in. Uh, so I'll say it for him. And uh, Ronnie Barnes, which was a nice addition. So it, yeah. it's good to see the Giants doing this, Chris, to, to players who and, and members of the organization who we felt were either in already or should be in. It's, it's you know, they, they get it. We always say that. I, I look it's pretty interesting the way that went down too. John Mara did a great job <clears throat> of not leaking it out that those guys are going in. A friend of mine saw Joe Morris in the parking lot uh, the morning of and said to him, Joe, you know, he didn't know either. He's like, Joe, what are you doing here? And Morris is like, I, I don't know. You know, Mara's people reached out. He wanted us to talk to the team today. Had no idea. Hmm. Uh, Marshall, the same thing. You know, they get there and it you know, they spoke to the team. As they were about to speak to the team, Mara came up in the middle of the field and was like, hey, you know, no the Ring of Honor guys? And, you know, and, and he says, well, guess what, everybody? These guys are going in. It was a total and complete surprise to them. Uh, Mara pulled it off without any leaks <laughs> from the building. So it was a great job by John and his people because those guys were genuinely shocked. I can tell you that for a fact. They they had no idea they were going in. Um, so that was a great moment. Um I actually have been texting with Lenny Marshall afterwards a little bit, going back and forth. And Jerry, we had Marshall on, as you said, and you could tell he's he was very disappointed yeah. about not being in. And folks, this is what I'm going to get into John Mara a little bit. You know, and I understand a lot of frustration with John over the years, losing some decisions, maybe not the best. We know that. But there was also conspiracy theories flying around about Lenny Marshall. As far as why was this guy never in the ring? Why did he never get the Mara have a the Mara have a little you know thing against him? Did he not like him for some reason? When he was very vocal about the concussions, Marshall did Mara hold that against him? Um, and even I, you know, even me, and I think even you, Jerry, in a way, like, well, what's going on here? Did, did, did Leonard do something to this organization? And does Mara have you know? Is he kind of like? doesn't like him and he you know he's got a little you know whatever against him and all that right so which was turned out to be absolutely and completely ridiculous okay Marshall's now in and look uh, you know I, I reached out to somebody and I think about six months ago believe it or not a year ago whatever it was you know what's going on with Marshall Leonard Marshall and John Marrow is just basically like look we can't get everybody in but you know slowly but surely you see everybody get in so this is what I'm saying, you know, people actually thought that, well, even Leonard thought that, Jerry, and you, look, he, he discussed it with us. He, yeah, he even said, I don't him. know, maybe maybe because yeah. I took a strong stance with the concussions that John yeah. holds it against me. 
Well, folks, John Mara doesn't hold anything against his players. That's not John Mara. That could be Daniel Schneider. Some, some of these other tomatoes that own football teams. It's not John Mara. He's not going to hold any personal grudge against any of his players. Okay? I mean, obviously, unless it was something personal they did. So whatever it might be. As far as speaking out on an issue, whatever it might be. Um, Jerry, we talked about it, you know, when John's dad, Wellington, was here for so many years. How much these guys, Wellington, now John, how much they love their players. And yep. how much they love their former players. And how much they appreciate guys that brought Lombardi trophies to this organization. And all that. So I get it. And and trust me, we've criticized John too over the years with some of the moves and some of the decisions he makes. Uh, excuse me, he has made. But folks, if anybody thinks this guy doesn't care about this organization, about winning, and about his former players and current players and coaching staff and all that, you're sadly mistaken. Um, so Jerry, getting back to Leonard, you know, we were texting back and forth, um, and dude. He couldn't be more happy, bro. Yeah. He is genuinely happy to be in that ring of honor, man. Um, yeah. So, I, I, I'm, look, when I found out the, the list that morning, who was going in, um, I put Lenny by himself on Twitter, and then I then I put everybody else because, you know, we, we became pretty friendly with Lenny. I, I became side. Great dude. Okay, absolute good, good, great dude. Um, and I felt... That guy was the most deserving to get in. Now, I'm not saying the other ones won. I'm just saying for a period of time, Jerry, for a guy that you say, all right, who's the next one? Or who, what name comes to mind, right? Yeah. When yeah. you say, okay, who is not in that ring of honor? The first name that always came to mind for me was Lennon Marshall. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to congratulate him on Twitter. Obviously, like I just said, we did it on the side personally too, but... Jerry, um, well-deserved. Um, Rodney Hampton, Joe Morris, right? All those guys going in. Ronnie Bonds is an absolute legend around the building. He's been around since 76, I believe. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he is absolutely loved. Legend, you know. Uh, uh, so I was glad to see him. Uh, obviously, you know, the, the, the two guys who are deceased, Kyle Rowe, Patton, we, we never saw them play. Um, but well deserved for them. I, I feel like I did based on everything my father would tell me over right. the years. Right. Know? And uh, Otis Anderson, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, a guy that was with the organization, you know, three, four, what was it, three years, four years, whatever it was. Um, you six. know, he get six years. Yeah. He gets in, um, and uh, we're happy for all of them, um, especially Joe Morris too. Dude. Besides Lenny, you know, Joe Morris. Obviously, Otis is a great dude, man. Yeah. Happy to see him in. So it was a great moment. And, you know, if anybody says, you know, I, I've actually, I've actually heard this too, believe it or not. Uh, you know, you, why are you putting that many guys in? Well, at once. Well, folks, this isn't the Pro Football Canton Hall of Fame. This is the New York Giants Hall of Fame. And if John Marin wants to put twenty guys in, you could put twenty guys in. Okay, if he wants to put one guy in, put one. This is the Giants Hall Ring of Honor. Okay. Right. This is John Marin, Tish's call. And, and if they want to put seven in, they put seven in. If they want to put one in, one in. If they want to put 15. So I, I've heard, I actually read and heard some of that. And I just laughed at that. Like, guy, what are you talking about? This is, you know, this is this is the Giants here. This is their show. So, yeah. uh, but very good. Uh, very good. It's good. I, and, I'm, you know, Marin did this on purpose, too, because, you know, he, 
he can't stand the Cowboys, man. You know, he per- right away he's like, oh, well, what is the Cowboys? We play the Cowboys again, uh, John. The third game Monday night. Oh yeah, let's do it that night. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. <laughs> you know, Monday night football, the whole deal against the Cowboys. Wearing, wearing white at home. Yeah, yeah. Right, you know, so uh, you know, Marrow's like, oh yeah, let's do it that night. You know, yeah, so uh, yeah. it should be a good night, and and congratulations to everybody that's getting in. Yeah, I mean, well said, Chris, and uh, and that's awesome to hear about Marshall. I mean, like you said, we had him on, asked him, and he was disappointed, very disappointed, and he was the one name that everybody always brought up. I just assumed that Hampton and Anderson were in already. I, I would have guessed that they were. Um, Otis Anderson, Chris, I got a question for you. Do, you. do you think in a weird way this could help his Hall of Fame eligibility at all in that, wow, a team just put him in the Ring of Honor? I think in a weird way it could. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think good. in its own very, I think in its own way, it could open up some eyes to guys in the senior committee. Say, oh, you know what? Why don't we have Otis? Let's look at that again. You know, the right, Giants right. just put him in the Ring of Honor. Let's right. look at that again. You know, let's let's go back to that one with Otis again. You know, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it could definitely open up some guys. Senior, you know, when the senior committee comes around and say, you know, uh, let's let's review this one again with Otis. You know, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that could definitely Jerry. It can't hurt him. Mm-hmm. As far as down the road, yeah. you know, a lot of people feel he belongs in Canton, bro. You know, yeah. uh, and, uh, a lot of people feel that, and he's another guy. And we all know Otis feels it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, he's, he's made I mean, that known. I mean, he's numerous said it, like, times. Joe Gibbs, uh, Dick Vermeil, uh, Parcells—they're all saying like this guy should be in Canton. So that yeah. I mean, what 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 better endorsement can you get from three guys like that? And yeah, I hope it happens for him. And selfishly, Chris. Uh, we're going with him, remember? He, he promised us that we go with him if he goes to Canton. So No no doubt about it. No doubt about it. You know, look, you know, you, you saw the last class the senior committee put a guy I thought should have been in, I mean, years ago, and that was Cliff Branch <coughs> of the yeah. Raiders. Yeah. You know, and, and I, you know, I remember Cliff's every every game. And I, I mean, that guy was, Jerry, he was like the 100-plus reception guy in today's game. Yeah. He wasn't back then because it wasn't a throwing league. Right. But he made plays that were dominant, you know. And, and you look at that and you say, oh, thank God, you know, they finally put him in. And, that's, and I have a feeling that could be something with Otis down the road, man. Yeah. Like, you look at his body of work and say, oh, you know what? This guy belongs in. You know, yeah. this guy dominated the football games with the Cardinals, came over and did what he did with the Giants, you know, and all that. So we hope, hopefully Otis down the road, um, like you said, Jerry, hopefully this kind of opens maybe some eyes and they say, you know what? Uh, you know what? We got to get this guy in. Can yeah. One more thing. I put out a tweet the other day. Jimmy Patton had 52 interceptions as a giant. Mm. Mm. Emlyn Tennell had 74 as a giant, right? He he ended up, I think, 79. I think he had five with the Packers his two years. That's an amount of interceptions at a time when throwing the ball was, you know, not as prevalent as now, right? I mean, not even close. 126 interceptions between those two, like. Holy crap! One incredible! Ch- oh my god, that's insane! It's um, an it's that's an insane statistic. It. Insane! Yeah. <laughs> like you laugh about it. Like, yeah, 126. So, uh, congrats to all those guys. It's it's uh, it's incredible. Um, all right, dude. Now now we now we get to the, I guess not depressing but more critical issues with the uh, the Giants right now. Did you hear that there was uh, the injury bug uh, running around, buddy? Yeah, I see it every day at the field. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and, and this is remarkable. Yeah. That this offensive line just cannot stay healthy. Mm. Um, Larry, I'm gonna. You know, I just put it on Twitter, but let me read it off here. You know, for people who don't look at Twitter, or haven't seen it yet, whatever. I mean, this is mm-hmm. what's gonna happen here. Sunday night, 
who will not be playing on the offensive line. Jamil Douglas, most likely Joshua Zidio, mm-hmm. Ben Bredesen, Garrett McGinn, John Feliciano, and Shane Lemieux. Now, the good news is that Feliciano shouldn't be long-term. Brennison, we don't know yet. He did something with his elbow. He left the field the other day. Zidio should, be, should not be long-term, and Douglas should not be long-term. But these guys will not be playing. And now Brian Dable and his staff has to decide whether or not Daniel Jones is going to play behind this offensive line, okay, or whether or not they're going to even going to go with the starters. Uh, Sunday night. That's how decimated they are with injuries. Jerry, and, and, I want, and real quick, yeah. I want to add that adds to a list that already included McKethan, Gates, right. and and Pert. And it's just it's they're they're still linemen on this team, so there's three more. Hey, just a quick thing. Um, yeah, because you know, Gates, I didn't mention Gates at Pert because yeah, no, you shouldn't. You know, I'm saying that, that's, they're they're, the that's understood. They're already there, but that's three right. other guys. You know, just a quick thing. Um, Nick Gates believes he's going to be back this year. Just to yeah. let you know that. And Matt yeah. Pert, I don't believe, is that far away either. So, But we're talking about right now, okay? Yeah, right, right. And right now, you know, they're down to Max Garcia playing center. You know, they're down to, like, the, it seems like their fifth center, you know? Uh, even Garrett McGinn, who was taking snaps, he was cross-training as center during the week. He's out. Mm-hmm. You know, Brennison is out. Yep. So it looks like it's Garcia's show, and it's... Hey, look, there's not many guys left on our offensive line, man. They re-signed Josh Rivas, who they released a couple of days ago, and they signed out, you know, they signed another offensive lineman, Chris Owens, who, you know, I don't even know who the hell that is. So they, they brought him in. Um, and, and They need bodies. They need camp yeah. bodies. They need bodies for preseason games. Next yeah. week, there's, you know, there's a joint scrimmage against the Jets. You know, you're going to need bodies, you know, and, and it's just, it's amazing, how, you know, how, how, how many hits they're taking already. And it's like, it seems like it's the same thing. You know, now it's, you're at the point, I'm at practice, Jerry, and you just wait for the next body to drop. Yeah. You know, it's unbelievable. Hey, Jerry, I'm just going to, you know, and and that's just offensive linemen, right? Right. I'm going to rip off some more who most likely are not playing Sunday night. You ready? Mm, No, no, but go ahead. (laughs) Matt Breida. He he hasn't Mm. been practicing. He's at Gary Brightwell. Might Mm. probably won't play Sunday night. Ricky Seals-Jones, the tight end. We haven't seen him in a month. I don't even know I'm what the st- hell is going I'm shocked, appalled, and overwrought with that one, Chris. Go ahead. I mean, you know, we don't even know his injury. They right. just tell us undisclosed injury, but he hasn't practiced in about 15 practices. I mean, What do they I'm say? Sorry. He has a leg or he has an arm or a foot or uh, an ankle? Uh, He's got an ankle. I don't know. Okay. Kadarius Tony. Oh, stunner again. Another stunner. I mean, he looks fine, but not play. You know, I guess he's yep. not there yet. He's not playing Sunday. They're trying to get him back for the Jets game in the worst way. Okay, I can tell you that for a fact. Darius Slayton might not play Sunday. He's banged mm. up. Leonard Williams looks like he won't play. Jahad Ward, Ellison Smith, uh, Dane Belton. Uh, good news I heard yesterday about Dane Belton. We don't know. We, we know he's out with the collarbone, but good news about him. They expect him back in the beginning of September. Good. I don't know for the first game, but Dane Belton. I know that for a fact. Somebody told me that yesterday that Dane Belton looks like he's gonna be back early September. Sterling Shepard looks like he has a shot at playing against Tennessee. Wow. All right? Wow. Now, you, in fairness, you've said he, he's closer than people think. Right. So there's a possibility there. Cordell Flott is a guy not playing Sunday, and Rodarius Williams, who's been out the whole camp. Oh, my God, I mean, again. So you're Sorry. looking at, you know, you're looking at a ton of guys not playing against the Bengals. Um, well, you know, well, for the, the good thing for these kids, these set these twos and threes that they're going to get a lot they're going to get a lot of reps Sunday night to try to prove that they belong on this roster you know so 
dude, you know, just a ton of injuries that you got to gear it towards. You got to be careful with their bodies. You got to got to be smart because you have a regular season game kicking up in Tennessee, uh, you know, on September 11th. And you got to try to get these guys back. But the good look, Jerry, the good news is that right now it's really bleak and a lot of bodies are down and they're going to you know, probably get beat up a little bit against the Bengals and all that stuff. Uh, that's the bad news. The good news is that, you know, guys like Ezidiu, Brennison, you know, Feliciano should be back, okay, in a long time. Talking about down the road. You know, who gives a flying, you know what, if they're not there for the joint scrimmages against the Jets? I mean, who? Sure. I, I get it. You want bodies. You want, you know, you want to get your work in. But it's all about September 11th against Tennessee, right? Right. That's what this is all about. And, you know, you like to get guys up. Shane Lemieux, look, Dable just left it at it's a foot issue. Could be it's a toe slash foot this and that. Um, we don't know. You know we don't know when he's going to be back. You know he was in a walker boot. Just don't know yet. Obviously it's you know it's not going to be like a week. It, you know you kind of hope you you know you're looking at maybe first game, but you know we don't know yet. I can't. People have asked it on Twitter. You know Chris. You know what about the new guys? I, I can't can't give you a definite answer. We just know yeah. it's not going to be short term. It's going to be you know weeks. We just don't know how many weeks yet. You know. What about Tony, Chris? Where's he? Uh, Kadarius Tony. Look, uh, I see him running around. He looks like he's could play. You know, okay. uh, he's not playing Sunday. Uh, the Giants want him back for the Jets game. I can tell you that they they expect him back for the Jets game. Okay. Um, maybe even the Jets joint. Yeah, you mentioned game. that. I mean, I didn't know how close he was, and if it's just precautionary. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, he's yeah, he's electric when he's on the field, but he's got to get on the field, man. He's got to get yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we'll you know we'll, we'll find out. He, he should be back next week. Uh, I expect him, Jerry, in the joint scrimmage against the Jets, mm. and I expect him to play in that game against the Jets. Yeah, uh, that's what Dable and that's the ex- expectations of every, everybody around. So we'll see. Um, you know, so two guys released today: Keelan Dawes, who couldn't drop, who couldn't catch a uh, cold, and Christopher Hinton, an undrafted free agent. Uh, his father was phenomenal. His son, defensive lineman. Um, didn't really had a very quiet camp. They released him to make room for these two offensive linemen they brought back. So yeah. that's where they are on the injury front. Um, guys like Antonio Williams, you know, has taken advantage of guys like Breida being out. You know, Antonio Williams is having a very solid camp, not just running the ball, Jerry, but special teams wise is why I, you know, he's going to make this team probably because he's yeah. a pretty good special teams player. Yeah. We all know he had a nice, a pretty big hit. Uh, in that first preseason game, opened some eyes. Uh, McGahey really likes him on special teams. Talking with McGahey, uh, you know, yes, a couple of days ago. Um, and Jerry, so uh, you know, let's uh, we'll get into the defense. But how do you not love the tank commander, Wink oh Martindale? God. Oh my God, we're on to. Cincinnati. How do you not love him? We're you know, on so to Cincinnati. For all for, for all you that don't know, you know, Martindale blitzed the crap out of New England. Last Thursday night, and it's and it's sort of like an unwritten rule in the NFL that you just you know you don't you blitz a few times during the game in the first yeah. preseason, but you don't blitz a whole lot. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> Wink Mondell could give a flying you know what about what you think about what unwritten rules there are, and he basically tells even a guy like Belichick, "Hey, stop, shove it up your you know what." I, I could give a crap less what you think or anybody right. thinks. Right. And Jerry, you know, I, I what I wrote in the Giant Insider this week for the next issue about there was a section I wrote about 
I called it the tank command, as you know, Jerry. I'm sure you mm-hmm. read it by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the it. tank commander. And that's the way he is. I mean, he just walks around with that slow stroll, like, yeah, I'm going to bust somebody in the mouth today, you know? Yeah. And, you know, talking to Julian Love um, and a couple of guys on defense, this is what Mondale preaches. We're the bullies. We dictate. We're going to smack you in the mouth. It's not the other way around. Yeah. Oh, oh! you don't believe me? Well, guess what? New England's got some draft pick in the game. Well, we're going to blitz the shit out of them. Yeah. I don't care about people's feelings. I don't care about unwritten rules. I thought it was hysterical when Wink was with us the other day and they asked about it. And he was like, yeah, we're on to Cincinnati. And, which was classic line because, you know, he was referring back to Belichick Day line from years ago when he was like, we're on to Cincinnati after, after a humiliating loss. And I guess he was poking a little fun. Great. Cincinnati. He laughed at it when somebody asked him about, you know, isn't there unwritten rules? And, and Mondale looked at the guy like, unwritten rules? You could tell. He's like, what are you talking? You know, there's all unwritten rules in my rule book. Yeah. The only, yeah. The, only, the only written rule in my rule book is to get to the quarterback. What do you say? If it's unwritten, I don't know about it. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. And he laughed, you know. Yeah. So, even yesterday at practice. Hey, Chris, hang on one second. Guys, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this. Hang on one second. And we're back. All right, dude. Go ahead. Yeah, so even yesterday at practice, you know, um, Martindale called it kind of like a soft day where he was just going to play a little zone, going to play a little bit. He, he wasn't going to blitz Jones mm-hmm. in the offense. He says he used to do this in Baltimore, so they want to work on techniques, certain coverages, mm-hmm. and they were going to take it easy. But even when he said that and he told us that yesterday, you could tell it was eating at him. You could tell it was like a kill, it was like killing him that he couldn't be aggressive in practice. But, you know, you, they wanted to work on some things. So, yeah. Um, I, I, if you don't get a kick out of this guy, Jerry, I don't know. I just who love his look. I love the look he has on the sidelines too. You know, right. he's like, you know, his hat really doesn't fit. You know, he's got that belly. Just looks like a defensive coordinator to me, man. Like, you know, he storms the sidelines. Like you said, he's not that. He's not as fiery as you thought. Uh, that that he, that you thought that he would be. But um, yeah, listen, man. I keep talking about it. I I love the aggressive attitude. Um, there's going to be times, like we said, where it's a little frustrating because he's going to leave, you know, Aaron Robinson or whoever uh, on an island. But you know, how could you not love this? And and I, I can't wait to see him in action for real when it's more complex <laughs> and not as vanilla, man. Yeah, because, you know, you've seen some blitz schemes like that. But, you know, I, I actually talked to Julian Love the other day and, and he was he goes, not, you know, we haven't even talked about really Tennessee yet. Right. You know, so I asked Julian in the press, I said, well, how excited, you know, are you guys about? You know what this guy is going to draw up for a regular season game. You know, and obviously he's like they're looking forward to it because you know, they're not game planning, Jerry. They, you know, they just they, right. like he'll throw in some different blitzes, but they're not game planning. You know, they didn't game plan. Obviously, you don't game plan for preseason games. You might throw a few different things in for Sunday night and against the Jets, but you're not game planning for a team. You know, right. Right. that starts after the final cuts and you get ready for Tennessee. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. The players are really looking forward to what the hell Martindale draws up for Tennessee and Ryan Tannehill, you know? Yeah. You know, so uh, you get a kick out of the guy. Like, like I said, Jerry, like he'll stay, he'll be standing in front of me and practice and he just walks and he just has a look like, I'm like, holy crap, this freaking guy's scaring me. I, I don't even play for the dude, you know? Look at him. Look at him where he's walking. You know what I mean? That's why I love calling him a tanker, man. He's like a guy right. who wants to lead his... Right. He wants to lead his <laughs> troops into battle, and it's all yeah. fun, folks. You know, I'm, obviously, I'm not yeah. comparing this to a sure. real war. It's football, yeah. you know, and all that. But he's got, like, that patent sense. Like, we, yep. you know, so many players tell us, 
the love he shows for them, you know, yeah, and and the love they have for him, and you know, it's like that patent reference I made in, in, in the article, Jerry. Like he loves his men, and like Patton believed in World War Two, we're always going to be aggressive. We're always going to be aggressive. We're never going to be on the defensive. You know, you and have that's to what love that. you have, and to that's love what that. Wink believes in. You know, uh, so and you're going to find that out starting, you know, in Tennessee. So I, I the guy's a character, man. He's fun to be around. Um, you know what, Jerry? He looks like he'd rather have a root canal done than actually talk to us in, in his one, once a week presser. But he's very, he is very generous and he's very, he's funny, yeah. you know, and, and he doesn't, you know, you know, he's not like, yes, no, like, like letting us know that like, I don't want to be here. He has, he's very entertaining and engaging. So, um, he's just a character to cover. He really is. He, he's funny and he, he's going to make for an entertaining year, you know? That's awesome to hear, dude. Um, yeah, I, I, we got to be excited. It's especially, it's one of the aspects of this team that we're excited about. You also interviewed uh, the Robinson brothers. Uh, I don't know. I was going to call it Swiss Family Robinson, but uh, you interviewed uh, Aaron Robinson and and Wandale. Um, right. I'm just no I'm relation, no relation. If anybody's wondering, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mentioning well, this like the Smith brothers on the Packers. <laughs> exactly. Um, mentioning that, just that that's going to be in the in the insider this week. Uh, pretty good, uh, insightful stuff, uh, especially Wandale guys. I look. If you're going to fall in love with a rookie, it's easy to fall in love with Thibodeau and, and, and Neil. But, man, Wandale Robinson's got to be right there uh, as far as work ethic goes and attitude and everything. Like, if he right. can produce, he's going to be a fan favorite. But I just wanted to bring those two things up. That yeah, you, uh, well, Jerry, look, I've been mentioning this. and You know, this yeah. offense is going to run through Wandale, Tony, if he could get on the damn field. Hmm. And, uh, and obviously, Saquon, who we're going to get into in a little bit. You know, yep. um, But you know, another hot... Another hot topic, I guess you could say, Jerry, this week was Kenny Galladay. Yeah. All right. What's going on with Galladay? You know, he doesn't do this. He's not practicing. He looks like a tomato. He's like this and that. <laughs> and look, you know, Galladay did himself no favors with that drop in New England. Yeah. Um, he no, came out with us the other day, though, um, and you could tell he's really pissed yeah. about what's being said about him. And look, I get it. Uh, I understand. But Kenny... You know, seventy-two million dollar contract. You got to make a damn play, bro. You have to start making some plays. Right. Now he came out yesterday and had a great practice. So was, you know, did that? Did all this negative media and you know social media and whatever things being said about him, Jerry? Did it? Did it light a little extra fire under his? You know what? His ass. Mm-hmm. I think it did. If that's what it takes for him to maybe take this to the next level and get going, start making some damn plays, well, then good. Yeah. Good. If you're pissed off and you want to take it out on the field and the opponents, well, good. Right. If this is what you needed, two weeks of negative publicity, well, then good. Right. Because here's the bottom line. You got a huge contract and you're not making any plays, you know, and, and you can't, you know, you look at last year and Garrett's offense, yeah, a lot of reasons, the whole deal. But you look at him every day in practice, you look at the preseason game, and there's nothing to get excited about. Right. The nothing. separation isn't there. Nope. Contested catches isn't there. And I'm sorry, real quick, what else isn't there? Look, I know it's preseason, but balls that, oh, if you dove for that, he may have had a shot for it. So that's why people say the effort's not there. Because there's a couple times where, he, you know, Jones puts it out there and it's, oh, uh, Galladay didn't die for it again. Now, again, it's preseason, but he still didn't die for it. So, right, go, right, go ahead. right. You, you're there to make plays. 
Right. So make a damn play. You know, I'm going to be level-headed about this. I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to pile on, oh, this guy. But make a damn play. Right. This offense, especially Daniel Jones, are we forgetting that guess who else is being, who's basically on trial here in year four? That's Daniel. Right. He has to prove himself because he, if not, if this organization, Shane and, this isn't Shane and Dable's draft pick, brother. Yeah. If they feel he's not the guy, well, Daniel's not going to be here next year. Yeah. I think we all know that, right, when he didn't pick up his fifth-year option. That was a telltale sign, no matter how much he spent it, you know? Right. So, you know, so make some plays for the kid, bro. So since you brought it up, how's that going overall? Daniel? I have to, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, Daniel's been Daniel. He had a great yeah. practice yesterday, vulnerable over a lot, but they won't blitz the crap out of him yesterday either. It's been up and down, you know? Yeah. It's been up and down. Uh, and, and More down? I say it's 50-50. That's fine, yeah. Good practice, yeah. mediocre practice, mediocre series, good series, some head-scratching decisions, you know, some great throws. Yeah. You know, Jerry, mm. nothing Daniel. where you can... He's being Daniel Jones, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, you look at it and say there's nothing that he's like, you look at, oh, my God, Daniel's having an unbelievable camp. No. Oh, Daniel's having an absolute horrific camp. No. You know? Yeah. So that's, you know, where we're at. Now, just to, get, to stay on Daniel for a second. Mm. Daniel, Daniel revealed, look, he had a little scar on his neck. Uh, people on social media picked up on it. Uh, oh, look at this. It looks like he had surgery, you know, and and people were wondering if it had anything to do with his issue last year with the neck. Right. So yesterday he was asked about it, and Daniel said, no, this is a non-football-related procedure. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, well, what do you mean? Is it not football? So people want to know, you know, is he lying? What happened? You know, are the Giants covering this up? I could tell you this for a fact. Daniel had a non-football-related procedure. It had nothing to do with the injury last season. Nothing. Now, not gonna, I don't know exactly what the procedure was, mm. and it's Daniel Jones's personal issue. If he wanted to reveal it, he'll reveal it to the media. Okay? Mm-hmm. If, you know... But it's his own little issue. It was taken care of, and it's, it's to me now a non-issue. So if anybody's wondering, are oh, the Giants covering this up? Is Daniel covering it up? Is Pat Hanlon, public relations guy, covering it up? Is everybody? Co- oh, you know, I'm trying to keep. Was there a about- second gunman on the grassy knoll? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, is Jimmy Hoffa really buried in the end zone and all that crap? Okay, yeah. <laughs> it was non. Football related. It had okay. nothing to do with his neck issue last season. Got it. Okay, I just wanted to clear that up. Nice. Okay. I know mm-hmm. that for a fact. Okay. So let's let's drop that those conspiracy theories. If anybody wants to keep it up, you know, like you said, you probably think there's fifteen shooters and JFK and the whole deal. You know what I mean? So all right. So Kenny Galdi, Jerry, make some plays, bro. Getting back to Kenny, make some plays. Hmm. You know, you get paid a lot of money. I know it's not your fault. You know, you found the one general manager who would give you that money. Uh, okay. <laughs> but 
He's you know you know he told he told the media the other day. No, I don't believe the fans have seen the real Kenny Galladay. Okay, great, thank God. Now I, I was going to tell you this, dude. They're going to line up Kenny Galladay <laughs> in a bunch of different formations, especially out of that tight end position. A lot. They're going to stack to the right. Mm-hmm. They're going to stack to the left. Yep. And they're going to try to free up Kenny Galladay any way they could because they don't have a whole lot of faith in throwing him out on the outside in an X spot and getting open. Which was never really his game anyway, okay? Um, so you're going to look at him. You know, and let's not forget, you haven't seen these formations yet, Jerry. You haven't seen what they're going to, what they're thinking. They're not going to show that until they play Tennessee. All right? So mm-hmm. that's the story with Kenny Galladay. Uh, another thing I want to put the rest, Jerry, while we're on the putting the rest category, okay? Yep. Tyrod Taylor, you know, Dable said the other day about Tyrod maybe getting some ones... Uh, reps with the ones and everybody, you know, a lot of people are like, oh my God, this is it. Competition's on. Why is he with the ones? Uh, it's Daniel Jones's job. He wants to work Tyrod in with the ones because that's the way you do it in a regular season where you want to prepare a guy where, hey, your starting quarterback gets hurt. Now you got to go in and run the offense. So he'll surprise Tyrod during a practice. And he'll turn around and say, "What well, you might see now, you know, you might you saw it the other day, and you might see more of it now before camp wraps up, where you say, Tyrod, get in there, boom, he's mm. ready to go." After watching uh, Mike Glenn and, and Jake Fromm last year, Chris, I have no problem with this with this method of coaching. It's fine, uh, you, you know, like you said, you, you got to be ready, and to be with the ones makes a lot of sense once in a while. I guess my question to you is you made a comment before that Jones may not start or may not play Sunday because of what's going on with the offensive line. Would it, would it automatically be Taylor or would it be Davis Webb at that point? I'm, yeah, oh, I would imagine Taylor. Okay. I would imagine Tyrod. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying I mean, because he'd be in the same danger that, <laughs> that Daniel Jones is going to be in. That's all. He's yeah. almost as important. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he is a backup, so I would imagine. I mean, I don't think they would go with Davis Webb, but, you know, he hasn't made that definite yet, Dable. Yeah. Let's see. We'll find okay. out Sunday, you know. Interesting. We'll find out Sunday. Who knows? Maybe Webb gets the whole game, <laughs> you know. Right. So we'll right. find that out, man. Um, because, yeah. uh, you know, they're going to be down to – well, they'll be down – you know, we'll see. Uh, Gowinski, Neal, and Thomas are healthy, you know. Um, and so – We'll find out what Dable's thinking. Uh, and you know, you, you bring up the line and all the injuries, and how much do you want to? How much do you want to run Barkley now, Saturday, right or yeah. Sunday? I mean, like, how much is he going to play? Because all the reports that you're putting out there, kid looks spectacular, right? right. He's faster than ever. He's motivated. Mm-hmm. He's angry. He's joking around about how nice Tyrod Taylor smells, which I thought was hilarious. Right. Um, but seriously, like, how much do you want to put him out there and put him in harm's way? If you're going to have, right. if you're on your sixth center. And your third or fourth left guard, and is everything just going to go right? Why even play him at that point? Right. I mean, you got some running backs who could see some action. Yeah. You know, so Corbin. why why even play Barkley? Yeah, yeah I right. agree. Play Corbin. <laughs> let let him play. You know, Bree is already hurt. Yeah, just guy Antonio Williams. You know, right. right. You know, um. So, you know, the, I I agree with you. I'd be interesting to see if Saquon gets in out. Uh, Jerry, I'll be surprised if he does. I don't think he yeah. will. Right. You know. Yeah. I don't think he will. Now, Saquon, speaking of Saquon, we all know he's had a very strong camp. And yesterday, you could tell he was very 
very disturbed about him being labeled just an east-west guy, a guy who dances, mm. and not a north-south runner. And he basically came out yesterday and was ripping, okay? All these people who like to put these all-22 film out there and, you know, and, oh, look at this, look at this. Look, you know. And he was basically, he, he actually took a shot at a lot of people saying, yeah, everybody, you know, with the clicker, they're all, all pros with the clicker, and they have no idea what this game of football is about. Now, that's not like Saquon, Jerry. Hmm. He's not, he doesn't usually, you know, he's always very, gives the standard answer, very prefer, but you could tell it really bothers him that he is labeled as a guy who doesn't like to take it up there in the gut, you know, between the tackles and all that. Now, look, there's two things in that. One, Saquon is right in a lot of ways, but two, you know, Saquon does have a tendency to kick it out at times where he should push it up. Or maybe do a little dance where you shouldn't be doing that dance. Maybe getting that extra yard. So there's no question about that. You know. But what I have seen this summer is that he seems to be making a concentrated effort of putting that foot in the ground and getting up the field, bro. Yeah. He does. Yeah. You know. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, when sometimes Saquon does those little spins and then i'm not talking about when he gets the handoff and this guy right there in his face which we've seen a thousand times with him in his career right in the backfield right where he has to try to pull a little spin and break free from that guy who's already in the backfield okay right which we've seen a thousand times Yeah, because i think i think what he if he's too classy to say guys have you run behind this line for three four years let me know how you let me know how you run right right that's basically what saquon was saying a lot of time in his own way okay right where he you know he gets a handoff boom he's met by a defensive lineman yeah, sure. and now he has to try to pull a little spin move to get free and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, but look, there has been times, and there's no yeah. question about it, in the four years we've seen Saquon where he could have got maybe a couple extra yards, mm-hmm. but instead he tried to do a little dance, spin, leap, whatever it might have been. Um, but he was, I had never seen really seen Saquon like that. And you could tell he was very, very annoyed about how he's being labeled. And I've been saying it from day one. This is a guy that's going to have a chip on his shoulder because a lot of people have doubted him, doubting him. A lot of people feel he's done. I've even heard that. Right, Jerry? I'm sure you've read that, dude, or heard it on sports radio, whatever it might be. This guy's done. He'll never be a 2018 guy and all that stuff, you know. And he's out to prove everybody wrong. There's no question about it. Now, that uh, that being said, you've got to hope these guys get back to your offensive lineman and give them a chance. Give them some holes, you know, where where you could do a lot of things. Instead of being... Hand off to Saquon, and the guy's in his ear hole already, you know? Right. Um, so that was, I, I found that pretty interesting yesterday with Barkley, um, him talking about, you know, talking about people that think they know this game and they don't, you know? So stop putting stuff on social media when you have no idea what you're talking about, you know? So pretty funny, yeah. uh, you know, that Saquon went into that. Yeah, I'm excited about it and angry, motivated, um, in shape. Saquon Barkley, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And there were people that were that take shots at him for that, uh, for for what he was saying too, afterwards. So it wasn't just, you know, him commenting on on, you know, uh, film experts or supposed film experts on Twitter, but people took a shot at what he said about that. And I, I just think like, leave the guy alone, please. Let's leave this guy alone. Let's see what he can do this year, and then see if he has a good enough year to keep him a giant. Uh, yeah, I don't think they will. I don't think it'll happen. But Let's just let this play out. And I love to see him behind a line 
that is simply capable. It doesn't have to be dominating. You right. just want it to be capable to see what he can do. So that's that. Yeah, and I think, you know, Jerry, the feeling is that if we could get these, the projected starting five yeah. in the lineup, it's a pretty good one-blocking offensive line. Right. It's a good one-blocking offensive line. Right. And, and, and Barkley could do a lot of things. Now, look, but the injuries, Jerry, is, it's out of our control. Yeah. You know, it's out of their control, bro. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, you know, Lemieux goes down, Brennison goes down. I mean, um, you know, Feliciano's been, you know, so yep. you, you have to hope these guys come back and give Saquon a chance. You know? All right, guys, we're going to take another break. Um, our sponsor, Band-Aids and Sports Cream. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Hang on one second. <laughs> All right. Um, so Saquon, go ahead, bud. Sorry. No, I, I, I think we talked. You know, the, let's just give Saquon a chance, and yeah, I think he's going to have a big year. I'm going to keep saying that. I think he's going to have a really big year for the Giants. So cool. But Jerry, you can't have a big year. If, you know, if you get a handoff and there's a guy ready to destroy you in the, <laughs> in the <laughs> right, backfield. Right. So right, right, right. Um, anything else before we get to questions, Chris? No. So look, you know, we'll see what happens Sunday night. Kind of this all all this injury the injury situation kind of puts a damper, you know. On, you know yeah, it does. This, it really does. On this preseason game Sunday, but it's next like they don't week. Know what to make of this? Yeah. Right. I mean, next Thursday uh, they're having a joint scrimmage with the Jets, which I'm sure will lead to a full scale brawl, like every other joint scrimmage does in the NFL. Mm, oh my um, god! Yeah. Oof. And then they finish up the preseason next Sunday. I guess the Jets, and then uh, you get rolling, man. But it's the regular season's right here now. It's right around the corner, man. The only really good thing about Sunday night, selfishly, is we print. So if Barkley doesn't play, if Jones doesn't play, you know, God willing, there's no injuries, then I don't have to, you know, change the whole the entire newspaper before we go to print. So <laughs> right, selfishly, right. maybe that's not a bad thing. So, but right, whatever. Right. But obviously, you want to see these guys play. All right, dude. Um, we'll kick it off. Just a comment from Lisa at So Bad Six. Just, just want, just want two words for you. Thank you. Love what you guys do for us fans. Thanks, Lisa. You're the best. Uh, Oscar Nieves. With Chris's extensive knowledge of what are now considered old school rappers, if the Giants' offense, defense, and special teams were rappers, who would they be? It's <laughs> a tough one, Chris. I would go defense is going to be an angry rapper, like Ice Cube or someone like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That, Offense is going to be a struggling rapper. Offense is going to be Snow. That's terrible. Who? I'm sorry. Snow? Oh, I don't know that. Yeah, just... Okay. No, I, I don't know. I really couldn't get I got to think about that one. A struggling rapper is going to be the offense. <laughs> uh, good question, Oscar. All right. Joey Z. Why are head coaches so close to the vest when talking about injuries? Why can't they say player A has a lower body injury will, out three, will be out three weeks? The more vague they get, the more speculation there is, and more questions are asked by the media. I guess it's a you don't want to let on with other teams, right? I mean, that's why yeah. they do that, no? Yeah, yeah, it's it's up to the coach, you know. And usually, coaches don't like to reveal, you know. Oh, he has this. He's gonna be out three. You know, that's what they say. You know, hopefully, he'll be back soon. He's looking good. He's progressing. You know, once in a while they'll say, you know, they'll say. Well, obviously, they, they really only say, unless it's obvious. Like, you know, when Lemieux's in a walking boot, you can't say he's got a shoulder issue, you know? <laughs> you know? And Dave Belt, we saw Dave Belt with a, you know, with a sling on, you know, obviously he's got to say, you know. Um, he's got a foot. 
Yeah, usually they, you know, they'll say the X, after they go for X-ray, they'll say, "Okay, it's broken collar, like you know, or not, and you know, stuff like that." But yeah. that's the way Dable plays it. You know, he he doesn't like to talk about injuries too much. Most coaches don't. Yeah. Hunt for five at GMN Pride Four. Chris, who was your favorite Notre Dame quarterback over the last twenty years? My uncle is a diehard Irish fan, even naming their dog Rudy. Hashtag Golden Domer Buffoon Crew. Hashtag Wink the Tank Commander. <laughs> Uh, my favorite in the last 20 years? Wow. Probably Brady Quinn. Yeah. yeah. Unless I'm missing somebody. I'm, I'm, I'm bad going back 15, 20 years. Probably. Who was, the, who was the, the, the highly recruited kid who was supposed to be Jesus on the field and he was meh. He was okay. Well, I remember Rick Meyer was uh, recruited like that. Uh, after that, I'm thinking of the. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yes, Jimmy Clausen. Uh, oh yeah! Oh God! Yeah, Jimmy yeah. Clausen. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Oh yeah! Well, I remember when he came on campus. <laughs> yeah. Everybody thought he they had the next Montana. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy Clausen. Yep. Yeah. I guess Brady Quinn. He played pretty good for them. By the way, folks, I texted Chris yesterday. Uh, if you haven't seen it, the the Manti Teo special on Netflix is alarming, and just yeah. sad what they I did. Heard. My God. I haven't seen it yet, Jerry. Yeah, I haven't it's seen it. It's incredible. Incredible. Yeah. What a great. What a great human being he is. Yeah. That's awesome. I, look, I, look, I remember when he was going through, man, when he went into the pros after that, and that just destroyed him. He was never the same. Nope. You know, he was never the same linebacker, man. It, off the field stuff was just destroying that poor kid, man. One thing he did say that I was stunned, uh, I'll just tell you one thing. He said uh, when he was getting was about to get drafted in the first round, he said, I know the Giants liked me a lot. I was like, wow, I didn't know that. Cause a lot, yeah. I mean, obviously everybody loved him in college. Um, yep. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. But if you get a chance, everybody, watch that. It's incredible. Right. Chuck Lustig. What kind of role has John Mara taken this summer? Can you sense any difference in his role on and off the practice field now that Joe and Dave's have settled in? No, Anything I, different I, between last year, like last last regime and nah, this one, or no? No. Nah. I see Mara. He, he just he loves to watch practice, and I haven't seen any different role. No. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Looking forward to going to the bathroom next to him, you know, like we always see <laughs> to do. Right. Good timing you always have there. A uh, lot of questions about, like, Nick Turchie, what's in the water at East Rutherford that makes bones and muscles weaker, with inev- which inevitably causes so many injuries. Uh, Jason Honeywell, I asked this question a few months back, so here it is again. One year from now, pick your headline. A, Jones is having an excellent 2023 training camp. B, the rookie quarterback is looking good and may see <laughs> – First team reps soon. C, another year of misery is upon us. Hashtag sell the team. I pray for A. Hashtag number one podcast. Thanks, Jason. Yeah. I'm going to go with um, B, rookie quarterback <laughs> looking good and Macy first team reps soon. Yeah, I'm really hoping for A, bud, but um, I'm going to have too. to go with you on that one. I'm going to have to go with B on that one. Me too. Um, Lou at Giants fan 81. Chris, really good job bringing everything up because it's rare that I go through 40-something questions and 20 have been answered already. So I'm, I'm really trying to find something that we didn't discuss or you didn't bring up. Honest best guess on a final record this year, if the team doesn't suffer any major injuries, I'm still at 7-10. and 10. This is a 7-10 and 10 team. Yeah, right around that. Yeah. I'm probably going to go with 6-11. and 11. <clears throat> Yeah. That's right around that. That's what, that's what I have now. Um. Giants fan Vermont. Just want to say thank you guys for always giving us actual content versus some others. 
a bunch of tomatoes and put nothing burgers out there, like Evan Neal being a big disappointment, and Tyrod is taking over for Daniel. We'll put thank a, you, thank you, thank we'll, you. What'd you say? Evan Neal being a big disappointment? Well, I know that Chris Long had a podcaster discussed Evan Neal's form and how bad it was or something about his upper body. I didn't watch it because I can't stand Chris Long, admittedly. So I didn't watch it, um, but I, I know that some guys retweeted that, so I think that's what he's talking about. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't Not know that. Not that Chris Long okay. doesn't know what he's talking about. I just, he was in, my last memory of him is being an eagle. I can't watch whatever Chris Long does out there. Interesting. I didn't know he said that. Uh, Chris. Well, it, yep, it's, it's interesting he says that. I, you know, I didn't know that. Um, but he was a good defensive end in this league, so I guess he's yeah. seen something, and we'll see how, you know, interesting that he would say that, you know. Yeah. Uh, the kid's having a pretty good camp, you know. He's, he's obviously got to clean up some stuff, but, you know. What did he say about him long? He said he was a bust? I didn't watch it. He said oh, okay. something about his upper, I didn't know his that. Form, okay. upper body. Yeah. Okay. And, and guys were tweeting it. Bobby L. at Sports Freak, New Jersey, 35. Who was your camp star and camp bust so far, Chris? Um, you don't have to say bust star. if you don't want to. Camp star. Man, there's no camp bust. Um, camp star? Yeah. Well, the first half of camps probably had to be Wandell was one of the camp stars. And Saquon. Mm-hmm. Saquon's been a, one of the camp stars, too. Yeah. yeah you know? Um Trying to think of somebody on defense, camp star, star. Well, you know what? Adoree Jackson's been a camp star. Oh, good. Don A. Holmes. Don A. Holmes has been a camp star. Yeah. You know, uh, bust wise, look, let's 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 relabel that, Jerry. We'll make it disappointment, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. say bust. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Galladay's been a disappointment. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if somebody else has been a disappointment. Um, Aaron Robinson yeah. or no? No, no, I'm not going to say a disappointment. No, okay. Uh, you know, he's been beat sometimes. Sometimes he's gotten his guy. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to label him that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Kadarius not being on the field—that's been a disappointment. Oh, huge. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody else disappointment-wise. Well, safety. No, that's that's. Uh, uh, Thibodeau's been everything is advertised. He's been really good. Neil like, is having a pretty good camp for a rookie. Hey, is Ojolari going to play this weekend? He's supposed to. I think he yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, I think he is. Dable didn't say anything today about him not playing. Yeah, you know, so it looks like he looks like he'll see his first action. You know, and he's yeah. uh, a guy you want to check out and want to get start working into form. Peter Ritchie asked, "What week will Tyrod Taylor become the starting quarterback?" We'll skip that. Just had to read it because it's funny. Uh, a lot of people ask about Gates. So nice job with that. Um, let's see, Nick Pavlo. What positions will they hit the wire for considering lack of depth but also lack of cap room? Aside from offensive line, Chris, do you see other positions that they're going to do that for? I can see maybe cornerback. You know, yeah. I can see cornerback. What about tight end? I can see maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, they're pretty thin over there. You know, it's Bellinger, Meyer. You know, Vicky Seals-Jones, hasn't been, he hasn't been on the field. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the hell's going on with him. Mm. Yeah, so, um, I would he say only play, he only plays when he makes amazing catches against us. <laughs> I, I would say offensive line, man. You know, yeah, they're going to keep monitoring that wave of that wave of wire for offensive line. Like they signed, like you know, brought one back and then signed a new one today. Yeah, you know, and next next Tuesday, I believe, is you have to cut four more, five more guys. 
Yeah, so they're yes. gonna, Shane's gonna, I'm sure, gonna keep yeah, monitoring it's gonna go down to, it's gonna, It goes down to 80 on the 23rd. Yep. It goes down to 80. And then obviously, a week later after the Jets game, with the big cuts down to 53, yeah. you could get a pretty decent veteran, Jerry. There's a chance you could get a pretty decent veteran offensive lineman that's yep. a last, you know, didn't make the final cuts, but could, you know, could make it on another team or could give you some quality reps on another team. I'm sure Shane's gonna be monitoring that. Big time in a couple of weeks. We'll go a few more. Coach Fish, 86, at Big Fish Money. This is a funny question. Colin Johnson, A, a tomato. B, not a tomato. C, sometimes a tomato, sometimes not a tomato. And he spelled it T-A-H-M-A-Y-T-A. Nice, Coach. <laughs> I'll go with not a tomato because he's had a pretty good camp. Yeah. Nice. So I'll go with not a tomato right now. Uh, Tom Lapp. Tay Crowder, how's he looked? Do you think he'll be ultimately be replaced by Beavers? Hashtag buffoon. Hashtag 10 win yeah, season. Yeah. Tom's always optimistic. Yeah, yeah. Tom, um, I believe Darian Beavers will be lined up alongside Blake yeah. uh, in the regular season. Phil at Phil12809. Has there been any training camp brawls between the beat writers getting in line for lunch this year? Hashtag buffoon crew. What? Has there been any training camp brawls between the beat writers getting in line for lunch? I guess the Giants put out a good spread. Uh, no, there's been no no. Uh, no issues with that. All right, we can't end on that one then, Chris. We gotta uh, we gotta add one more. Um, oh, here we go. Rob Kasun, this is a good question. There's been a lot of talk about Barkley's run game being back, but what about his block? Has his blocking improved in practice? Blocking was a weak spot for him, from what I recall. Thanks, yeah. guys. Hashtag buffoon crew. Hashtag Canadians bleed blue. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, he's he's been working on it in camp. Good. And we'll see. We'll you know we'll see when the regular season starts if he's improved on it. But he's definitely it's definitely something he's been working on. I think I even put it on Twitter one day. Him working on a pass pro. Yeah. If I remember right, you know. Um, um, so that you know, he's he's very conscious of it. He knows he has to get better at it. Yep. And he's been you know, he's been you know working on it. And we'll see, you know, only time will tell when when, when uh, the regular season gets here. All right, guys, so when we launch this podcast, it's going to be on Red Circle now. We're still with Fansided. Fansided moved over from Omni to Red Circle, so it's going to look a little different when I put out the tweet. Of course, you're not really going to see that until you press play, so I don't know why I'm telling you now, but from now <laughs> on, you're going to see Red Circle instead of Omni. So they moved over, which was kind of awkward because we left Red Circle to go to Fansided, but then Fansided joined forces with Red Circle, so... Always had a good relationship with them. Good to be back. So anyway. It all circles around, Jerry. Everything yes. Around. Yes, we've come full red circle. Nice. Um, and let's pray for no injuries Sunday. We don't need any more. Damn it. Let's just, let's enough. Let's get Could everybody we end back. Could we please end this training camp now? Oh, God. <laughs> Jeez. And congrats again to the well-deserved Ring of Honor members. It's incredible. Good stuff. Anything else, bud? No, oh, let's uh, you know, let's enjoy the game Sunday night as much as we could. Look at some of these twos and threes, guys battling for roster spots. Who could step up and who's going to hurt themselves and all that. So, and we'll do our next podcast, I guess, earlier in the week next week, probably just to do a post game. Sounds good. All right, guys, to order a subscription to the Giant Insider, which prints Sunday night, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to Magster for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. All right, guys, remember Sundays are Giant days. Take care, everybody. Bye, bye, everybody.